Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves and won. My name is Rich LeBrun, and I am the founder and CEO of LeBrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Chuck LeBlow. LeBeau, let's get that right, right from the beginning. He's founder and CEO of Interact One. Chuck has served as the CEO and chief strategist at Interact One for over 17 years. His journey in business and as an entrepreneur began during his time in the U.S. Army Signal Corps. After the Army, he eventually worked his way up to the corporate ladder to president and vice president of various telecom companies, and then decided to take his experience and start his own company. Interact One has been a trusted source for expert insights, resources in the realm of strategy and problem solving. In a world where the business landscape can be challenging, Chuck and his team dive deep into the intricacies of each challenge, turning them, in, turning them from roadblocks to pathways. They specialize in enhancing digital presence, defining operational procedures, and delivering strategic insights that produce tangible, positive outcomes. He's not your typical polished strategist. Rather, he brings a unique blend of authenticity and expertise to the table. When faced with challenges, Chuck is not the one to back down. He's a natural problem solver, always committed to finding effective solutions. His unconventional approach to strategy sets him apart, making him a fresh and insightful voice in the world of business. He's your go-to strategist, ready to share his wealth of knowledge, his unique perspective, and his unwavering commitment to solving the most complex problems of his clients. Beyond his professional pursuits, Chuck is a devoted husband, loving father and grand grandfather, a veteran, and a horse lover. Before I get too far along the way, Chuck, uh, welcome to the show, but I also say thank you for your service on behalf of my listeners, myself, and the rest of our country. Well, thanks, Roger. I appreciate that. You kind of got me blushing here, all those nice <laughs> things you said. About. Hard to get a text and blushing, but that's a, that's a good start. All right, Chuck, as we talked a little bit before the show, what our listeners really want to know is you started your own company, sounds like over 17 years ago. Tell us the story behind that. You know, sometimes it's voluntary, sometimes involuntary, uh, sometimes you're following a passion. Um, but tell us, I think you said you started in the military, but tell us more about your your story. Well, you know, listen, so I, I always start out by saying the military was the beginning of my strategic and problem solving uh, pathway, right? Uh, in the Signal Corps, right, it, uh, wasn't listen. I wasn't. I, I didn't go to the military to because you know I wanted to stick out my chest and I wanted to you know shoot people and things like that. I went in the military one because I was from a military family background in military, and second I didn't have an option. Right, I was raised by a single mom. I uh, wasn't going to get into college. Didn't have the money for that, so I figured I'm going to join the army. Uh, but the one thing that I did. I guess the, the benefit of myself was I went into a career or, or picked a job that would transfer to civilian life. So I joined the Signal Corps. Funny story, I, I told the recruiter, he's like, you scored as high as you can on the ASVAB. You can be whatever you want to be. You know, be all you can be, right? That gave me the sell spill. And I said, okay, when it's wet, I want to be dry. When it's cold, I want to be warm. And when it's warm, I want to be cold. And he goes, go into the Signal Corps, right? Because I was sitting in a van that was air conditioned. Uh, they didn't tell me that I was pushing out 500,000 watts of RF uh, frequency and was the first target for any missile in the region. 
Luckily, we didn't go to war. But anyway, that started my path on problem solving. Uh, after I got out of the military, I went into uh, the telecommunic telecommunications field. If you remember your your uh, your experience, like I am, right? So back in the uh, the early '80s, they had the the breakup of the Bell system, right? And it was they called it a divestiture. So I hit it just at the right time, right? And I started working for ITT. Now, if you remember, ITT owned ITT USTS, ITT WorldCom. Uh, Sheraton Hotels, right? They they pretty much owns everything. Uh, the nice thing about them is they just they saw that I had the ability to learn uh, and that I was good at problem solving. So they sent me to schools, and that's really all I did for the first three years was just go to schools with ITT, various ones on RF and and digital and you know microwave radios, whatever. Right? They taught me, <clears throat> and. That really gave me that technical problem-solving uh, background that I had. Uh, but what I was lacking was the business problem-solving. Uh, so after doing that for about six years, uh, I went into the business side in telecom. And I started really focusing and specializing on uh, profitability, right? Uh, so that included you know, contract negotiations, uh, contract auditing, uh, auditing of invoices, Auditing of networks from an, you know, back then they didn't call it IT yet. Uh, but from an IT perspective, auditing networks, making sure you had the proper bandwidth, making sure that you're paying the right things, you know, whether you have a frame relay circuit or an ATM circuit, all that jumbo jumbo they had back then. Uh, and I did that for a lot of years. And one day I was sitting in my office and I looked around me and I just, I just had a ton of boxes of, invoices and a ton of boxes of contracts. You know, this is right around 2001 when the, when the towers fell. Right. And I was just like, and I'm working, I'm working 12, 14 hour days. Right. And at the time I had, I had children, well, I still have the children, but you know, they were going through those, those ages where they needed me around and I really wasn't around and that fell to marriage, have failed marriage. Um, and I was like, I can't do this anymore, right? I got to do my own thing. So I quit a mid six figure job and started my own thing. And what it was, was to do the same thing that I did for telecom companies, which was help, but help government agencies and fortune 1000 companies, uh, negotiate their telecom contracts to right size their networks. I'm on the other side of the coin now, right? Right size your networks, making sure that your invoices are correct and that you're paying for what you should. And uh did that for a while and things worked out really well. Right. But then I realized I'm doing the same dadgum thing that I was doing when I was working for corporate America. Right. And that's kind of when I decided to make from that point to make a change. We're circa 2006, and that's when the uh, Interact One and the local PR firm uh, really came to existence uh, was at that point. And that's when I went, you know, let, let me backtrack. Like a lot of entrepreneurs do, they, they stick their toe in the water, but they can't pull it all the way out. So during that 2001 to 2006 time period, I would take gigs, right? Oh, you need someone to do this? I would go do it. I always put it in my mind. It's just a consulting gig, Right. Um, but really it was me 
just not maybe have an imposter syndrome, even though I had no reason to have imposter syndrome about it because I was an expert in telecom, but maybe about running my own business. I, I didn't feel like I could do it. 2006, I cut the cord. I said, listen, I'm either going to starve or I'm going to do very well. And that's when, like I said, Interact One and the local PR firm came to fruition. You know, I love these stories. You went, you know, 17 plus years ago, your dad has some kids making a really good income and you just kind of like jump all in. <laughs> you go in. Yeah. You know what? Well, you know, I think when we're hungry, we seem to work a little bit harder. And the, so, you'll never work for anyone harder than you work for yourself. I that's think you're, sure. you're absolutely right. Okay. So you get the benefit of your wisdom now with 17 years. Let's look back a little bit. Now that you, if you're speaking to yourself back then and knowing what you know today, what are a couple of things maybe you, you would do differently? I would have, uh, in 2001, when I left, I would have went all in at that point. I wasted six years of my life and a tremendous amount of opportunities by not going all in. Right. So, um, 2006, really, you know, that was the catalyst that that made this happen. And like I said before, then it was a toe here, a leg here. And you know, I was kind of just dipping in the pond back and forth. So, you know, I, I wish I would have, I wish I would have gone all in back then. What held you back? Uh, like I said, I think that I was a new business owner. I understood business, right? I mean, I've been executive level for many years. I understood the, the business. I understood, understood finance. Um, I understood sales. I, but, you know, I think probably one of the things, so to give you an example, I did um, an audit for a state government and it took me two years to do. Uh, so this is one of the reasons I jumped back into the to the workforce during that time period. So it took me two years to do the audit. I audit, went back and audited five years of telecom bills, right? Uh, and then renegotiated their contracts going forward. We we're able to get them back right around $5 million in overbillings that they'd overpaid, right? Uh, and we were able to save them around $3 million uh, a year on a go-forward basis by right-sizing the state's network and renegotiating new rates, okay? But I didn't get paid anything. That was a 100% contingency-based audit. I didn't get anything if I didn't get them anything, so for two and a half, two to two and a half years, I went without pay uh, on that. And I'm having to pay my people, right, to help uh, and spending a lot of time. So maybe if yeah. I would have been, a bit, maybe if I'd have been a little bit better at uh, projecting that, right, that would help out. But like I said, in the end, it all paid out, right? Uh, made yeah. a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Well, you know, we always look back in 2020 as the better vision in hindsight. The, yeah. But you, but you did some good things also. You are where you are today. You weathered some storms. Uh, and, and so you made some really good decisions, too. What are a couple, one or two good key decisions that you made that think that could be the catalyst to your success today? Well, I think that uh, I diversified, right? Uh, and if I hadn't, then I didn't know any better. I just knew that that as a, and I don't like to call myself a consultant, I call myself a problem solver, okay? So as a problem solver, it takes up a tremendous amount of my time to do it because they're, the companies are hiring me to do that because I can't go hire someone that's got three or four years experience and expect them to fix a problem for a company, right? They might be able to, to, to pinpoint or, you know, to, to do data analysis and things like that, but they can't fix the problem, 
They can identify the problem, but they can't fix it. So early on, I knew that I had to have some sort of uh, 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 recurring revenue, right? And uh, so I started the local PR firm, which was, you know, basically I, I had all this telecom experience, but I didn't really have any digital marketing experience. So I decided that I needed to learn that. And I spent a lot of time learning digital marketing, you know, all, all aspects of it, whether it be SEO or content creation, website design, creation, mobile friendly, blah, 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 text messaging, the whole thing. Uh, and what happened was, is when uh, COVID hit, right, I was diversified. I had a local PR firm and I had... Interact One, which was the problem-solving company. Which one do you think got hit the, the worst? Well, My backup, the local PR firm, yeah, got yeah. hit, right? Uh, so businesses still had problems. They needed someone they, to get them through. COVID. They actually, had, they actually they, had, more, they had more problems. Yeah, but they didn't have problems. They didn't need someone to write an article for them, a PR article, a press release. They didn't need someone to, to create digital graphics for them or to, to, to revamp their website. Yeah, they might want to put a banner at the top of their website. We are closed for COVID, right? <laughs> but so I lost uh, I lost about 90% of my business on the local PR firm side. And if I had just had that, I, I, I probably wouldn't be here today. Well, you mentioned diversify. So a lot diversify. of people... Yeah, a lot of people diversify, and that's it's one of their business strategies. But maybe for me, it's a stretch. How did you go from Interact One Consulting and pick local PR to diversify into? Was that a self-serving, like help learn PR for yourself to grow your company, or is that part of some of the problems you saw with your clients, or both? So we wanted, to, so we wanted to have, uh, we didn't want to just be able to 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 help telecom companies or just work on operational issues. You know, most of the problems that companies have are, are going to be in their marketing or their sales uh, or in their IT. So we had kind of covered the IT. I need to learn marketing and sales. So what happened, remember, this is circa 2006 when this decision is made. I was still at the point, I looked around, I'm like, I'm still doing all the same stuff that I used to do. So I need to change that a little bit. But I thought to myself, I'm an expert in telecom. I need to be an expert in something else. And I said, what's the next big thing? Next big thing at that point, you had MySpace, right? I knew social media was going to take off. I knew that cell phones were going to take off. I knew mobile websites were going to take off. Uh, digital marketing, right? Google, all of that was right around that time period. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to be the next big thing. A lot of other people knew that too, because a lot of people got into it, right? Low entry point for digital marketing, by the way. Right? You, you know, well, you know, I've been on my, I've been on Facebook for ten years. I got ten years experience, you know, that's your <laughs> right? But, but anyway, so that's why I just wanted to learn it so that I could help my clients with it. And you know, and, and to some aspect, uh, I wanted to learn it for myself as well, so that I could I could go out there and and you know do it for my company. Yeah, you're an early adopter, and then uh, um, here we are today. We can't live without it. It's, 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 it's yeah, a no, you can't. All right, let's take a little break here. I'll give you a couple of minutes here. Talk about Interactor One or your PR firm. Uh, it's a commercial opportunity for you to share with our listeners, maybe who, you, who your customer is, uh, any service that you want to promote. This is your time, Chuck, so uh, take it away. 
Oh boy, I always love elevator speeches. I, I don't have one. People <laughs> ask me what I do, and I people say, "What do you do?" And I say, "I solve problems." Right? It, it doesn't matter what kind of problems. But um, let me use this time to to go into a problem I solved recently. So I had a company that was a virtual assistant company, and they were stuck at about fourteen thousand dollars a month in revenue. Uh, they came to me. It's a funny story because I vetted them for another company that wanted to hire them, and about four months later the owner of the company, uh, she gave me a call and she said, show, held up a sticky note, right? I've got a picture of it, uh, I think on LinkedIn. And it said, hire Chuck. And she called me, she said, show me that. And she said, when I talked to you, I knew that I needed a Chuck for my business, someone that could strategize and fix problems. And I said, okay, so what's your problem? And she goes, I'm stuck. I, I, I'm at $14,000 a month in revenue and I need to grow. So we did an analysis for a company, saw that it was really uh, the way the companies perceived her as a virtual assistance company when she really wasn't. Uh, we rebranded them as a BPO, business process outsourcing company. We helped get her people trained to where they were uh, certified in the softwares that they used. Uh, we helped her with sales, right? We're still helping her today. They're one of our larger clients. But anyway, uh, fast forward in less than a year, $140,000 a month in revenue. Thank so, wow. Yeah. So that's what we do. We solve problems. It doesn't matter what kind of problem that you have. We're going to figure out how to solve it or find someone that can solve it for you. Is there a, a size of company or industry specific or are you, are you pretty much generic and you can kind of take those solutions into any business? If, if, if our listeners, if, he's a, if that person's a home improvement company or they're a high, high tech, big conglomerate, do you fit into all those categories? So we did in the very beginning. We were only working with those the, the very large companies, and we pulled away from that. I saw that we could we could we could help small businesses so much more. So really, thanks for keeping them on track there, because I always forget to say who my 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 ideal client is. But it's it's going to be the the one to you know eight million dollar a year in revenue company. I love working with service companies. Right, the roofers, the carpet cleaners, the guys like that, because we can really help them a lot. We can help them grow, you know, you know, three x, four x, five x, sometimes even ten x their business, uh, just by making, you know, solving simple problems for them. Once the real problems identified, so, uh, but really, any industry will help them out. And uh, so, yeah, if you're a, you know, we've got a helicopter company as one of our clients, right? They manufacture helicopters, so we have those type clients. And then I've got the uh, the roofer, right? And with technology today, are you able to do that virtually? Can you work all across the United States? Yeah, that's the nice thing is, is I don't really go anywhere. I don't have to. We do everything with technology. And yeah, we do business all over the, uh, the United States. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, good. I appreciate that. Okay, let's switch gears. Uh, it's this, you're, you're a strategist, okay? And so uh, if you look back at 2022, we're actually of three quarters of the way to 2023, you know, we got interest rate issues, we got inflation, we got labor problems still carried over, we still got political unrest and wars and, you know, you name it. All, the, all of it, all in one year or two years now, we're having all these headwinds that I call them. And uh, how do you navigate? I mean, that's what you're, you're a strategy guy. So how do you, do you see it? This is a time for, opportunity, uh, time to retreat. How are you navigating your company in the context of these headwinds? Well, 
when there's problems in there's in the world, there's problems that need to be solved. I'm a problem solver. So business is good right now, right? There's a lot of a lot of companies out there that are just having issues and they're facing all those challenges right now, right? Uh, so for me, the way I solve my problems is by solving other people's problems. Um, potentially a uh, local PR firm, you know, that that's at risk with everything going on, just like with COVID, you know, let's, let's say we get, you know, uh, disease X comes out, right? Uh, and businesses have to shut down again. I fully expect that the local PR firm will, the revenue will drop down. People aren't going to want someone doing their social media, their, their SEO, things of that nature, right? Uh, but I think that the, the uh, Interact One, the problem-solving entity, I think it will take off again. Okay, good. Well, you know, the old saying, misery loves company. What, what are a couple of the highlights that most, companies struggle with i mean i think of a listener sitting somewhere going thinking they are the only ones who have this problem and my, most of the time they're not the only ones who has this problem because there are a couple of one or two top plate issues that most companies face are facing today well so all companies think they have a problem or think they they know what the problem is they they know the uh the effect of the problem but they don't know what the true problem is, right? The underlying problem. So main thing is, is like, you know, if I, so if I send out, you know, uh, a text to a company and I say, Hey, what's your problem? Right. Um, nine times out of 10, I need more revenue. Okay. Everyone wants more revenue. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times that I would put someone out of business if I gave them more revenue because they're operating at, a negative ROI, right? The profit margin is low. It's below, you know, strictly go out of business. Um, so that's that's like the main problem, but but it's always something else, right? It's, it's either their costs are out of control. They don't have the right people, right? They haven't, a lot of entrepreneurs feel that they have to do everything themselves, right? And they feel if they outsource or if they go to someone else, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to outsource my, outsource my my digital marketing, I want to do it all in-house. Okay, well, but you're going to do that by paying, you know, a virtual assistant $6 an hour in the Philippines to do that, that maybe has a year's worth of experience. This is your business, right? Marketing is the most critical thing in your business, short of, of surrounding yourself with the right people, right? So you can take care of both of them. You take care of marketing and surround yourself by the right people by outsourcing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I see a lot of problems in businesses where the CEO shouldn't be the CEO. Mm-hmm. It should be the business owner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love what you said. Most people have say a problem. They don't know what the cause behind the problem really is. I get that. I get that. Um, okay. You're also a human being, a dad, a grandfather. Okay. You got to get up on Monday morning or Sunday morning, whatever day you want to get up. And you got to lead the charge. You have to get yourself focused. You have to get yourself motivated to lead the charge for your company. What do you do? Do you have any personal habits, trends, uh, workout situations? Do you eat right? Do you use coaches, mentors, or you just flip a coin and hope that it's a good day? (laughs) So, listen, every every day starts off with rolling out of bed, which I'm sure you can understand that. There's no jumping out of bed at this age, uh, rolling out of bed, but I've got, I have got my secret sauce. Right? And my secret sauce is 
that I've got an eight-year-old son. So I've got grandchildren the same age as my son. And my my wife, you know, she she uh, she works hard. She's got her her job. She's got a career. Uh, so my job is to get up in the morning, and even though she gets him ready, I have to get up in the morning and take him to school, which always starts off with some sort of entertainment, right? Uh, and I always find that my my the better he is in the morning, the more entertaining he is on the drive to school, the better day that I'm going to have. Right. So it's listen, it's all about perspective. It's all about keeping the, the right mindset, uh, thanking God for everything that you have every day. Right. Uh, which I do, you know, every morning, look up, thank you. Know, thanks for the beautiful sky that you give me this morning. Right. Something that simple. Uh, uh, and then the, the thing is, is that uh, happiness is a choice. Hmm. Right. So you can take anything you get. Right. I used to tell people, you, you know, someone spits in your face, thank them for the refreshing refreshment, right? So like, uh, happiness is a choice. I love it. I love it. Tony, just curious, you're a military person. Again, thank you for your service. What for the military carried over into how you operate your business? Oh boy. I've never been asked that question before. Um, I don't know if I operate my business in any form that the, the military, because military is, uh, not as efficient as it should be. Uh, but I will tell you that I owe a lot of my business, first of all, for getting me into the career. You know, if I hadn't joined the military, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I owe everything to the military. And then the other thing is, is that a few years ago, I, I reconnected with the military community, right? And started getting involved with military nonprofits and military groups. And really that, you know, that helps you as a business owner, whether you're in the military or not, get involved through networking, join some groups, right? Whether the Rotary Club or whatever, the local chamber, things like that. Even if you're not doing business locally, you know, like I do business all over all over the country, but it still helps to have a tribe around you, people that you can go to happy hours with or, or meet and greets with. Yeah, very good. Appreciate that. One last question. Um, I should have asked it earlier. AI is a subject, is the is a exciting crazy, challenging conversation on everybody's uh, online media or whatever, TV stations. Do you think this is the next new challenge for you to help people strategically figure out how to retool or re-adapt or to the business with AI? Yeah. And we're actually into that. That's pretty cool that you asked that because I don't really talk a lot about AI, but we're very AI integrated. It, 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 it you know, we're not using it fully to its to its to its uh, you know capabilities. But for example, we can go into a business and we can say, listen, you know, if you need help, let's say that you want to do your own uh, your own article or your own social media post, right? Well, any person can go on ChatGPT and type in, write me a you know a social media post about X, right? And what we do is some of these companies that are like really into it, and they want to do this. Uh, we can go into and, how, and show them how to use AI properly, how to actually build a persona on AI to where it writes the way that you would write. It thinks the way that you would think. It has the knowledge that you have and create these posts or these articles to where they're as close to you as possible. We call it uh, uh, human augmented intelligence, right? So human is driving AI, not the other way around. And too many people out there when they're using AI, they just want to do it all, 
and you can't do that. It's not, it's not going to be good. It's not you. It's not personable. It's not, it's not worth anything, right? It's just created out of air. So take the time to teach AI about your business and it's phenomenal what you can get out of it. All right. One last piece of advice to our listeners. Speak to the person who's at corporate America. Okay. And they're, 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 they're in this transitional thinking going, should I go today? You know, today, tomorrow, the next day, what would you say to that man or woman who's listening? Oh, make sure you have a plan, right? Uh, I had some sort of plan when I did it. I didn't, you know, listen, if you get laid off, then that's the perfect opportunity. If you got a side hustle, take that side hustle full time. Uh, if, but if you don't have a side hustle, I would say create one, right? Make sure, dip your toes in it. Make sure that you have, that you're solving a problem with your business. You're not just doing everything everyone else has done. And make sure that you know where your customers are and where how you can find them and then just kill it and you know, knock it out of the park with your with your customers. Uh, but if you have the blood, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make you afraid to not have a paycheck coming in every two weeks, right? And if you're not afraid to work harder than everyone in the room, then maybe it's for you. Yeah. Great, great advice. Well, Chuck, as always, uh, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share your wisdom with our listeners. Should anybody want to get a hold of you, learn more about your service, and uh, how could they do that? Well, you can go to our website, which is interact.one, not .com, .one. Uh, you can, that gives all the contact information, do a Zoom call. You can uh, call us on our corporate number, which is 972-217-4680, or hey, call me on my cell phone. If I'm available, I'll answer it. That's 972-897-0276. And I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, the whole thing. All right. All right. Well, maybe you'll get a lot of calls here. Hopefully they're good ones. Yeah. Well, thanks again for your time. I, I just want to say have a wonderful day. It was a pleasure getting a chance to talk with you. And it was awesome talking to you. This is a lot of fun. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.